1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one stop sports shop, as well as on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. That's how you're listening in, you're watching on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash live DT. So, however, you're connecting with us, listening, watching, whether it's on MixLR, Facebook, or on our homepage, wakeupcalldt.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the show Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo. Studios, find what fits you on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York, and a great place to go for those holiday gifts as you get set for the holiday season. Hopefully you're done with your shopping. I went out yesterday. I had to get some stuff at the grocery store and whatnot. It really wasn't that bad. Target was okay. Price Chopper was okay. So I might have dodged a bullet there. I may have to go out a little bit today, which I don't want to do because I feel like I did a uh, I feel like I got away with it yesterday, but it's been fun. It's been awesome, and and obviously uh, this broadcast that we have here with you inside a Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, a lot of Syracuse basketball going on. You heard from the gentlemen on the team. You heard from Marek Dolajai, Bryson Goodine, as well as Robert Braswell and Buddy Boeheim and right before the fast break, Dale Shackelford, good friend of mine, and a former Syracuse player was on the broadcast. Now it's time to get to our one-on-one conversation with Alan Griffin, former player on the team, as well as a current assistant coach on the staff, and I always appreciate my time with Alan, consider him a friend, and definitely, uh, definitely think that and hope for big things in the future to come with Mr. Griffin and what he's been doing not only at Syracuse and in recruitment, but in life in general. So with that being said, we bring him into the show. Alan, how are we doing today?
0: I'm doing good, Dan. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. And, and Alan, you know, we've we've seen this team through 12 games, 7-5. and five. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been growing pains. What have you taken away being with these guys all the time? Because you get to see the things that nobody else gets to see. What's 7-5 and five look like to you right now?
0: You know, 7-5 look like a work in progress, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we deal with a lot of youth. We got a, a lot of young guys on the team that, you know, that has to learn the, the, the value of every possession, but also, too, how to win in college basketball. You know, i said it numerous times, and I'll say it, and I, and I believe it, that, you know, winning in college basketball it, it, it's hard. It's, it's a hard. It's a process that you can't cheat because if you try to cheat it, uh, 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 it, it's going to bite you uh, when you most need, you know, to be on your A game. So, you know, you know just follow guys. they It's a learning process. You know, Joe is doing great. Um, we did get the position at the point guard position. You know, Buddy Bayham is only a sophomore. Like, you know, um, Elijah Hughes is a redshirt junior. Uh, so, I mean, it's a lot of youth. I can just keep going and going and going. Uh, but – Um, I think seven and five right now for us is looking okay. Do we want to be better? Yes. Do we we want to be undefeated? Yes. But, you know, obviously, you know, we're not. And we just got to, you know, just keep out on which they bring every day to practice.
1: We look at the fact that this season has been no easy cakewalk for anybody in in non-conference play. We've seen Evansville take care of Kentucky we, we have seen Stephen F. Austin over Duke. We've seen Texas Tech over Louisville when Louisville was ranked one in the country. And there's been other games and other teams that that have fallen here. And, and there's <clears throat> the Woffords of the world that are stepping up. There's there's a lot of teams that maybe people aren't used to hearing about that are making a name for themselves right now. What is your take on this, this early look at the 2019-20 season? You know, we're used to March Madness, but this is... November madness, December madness. That you know, that this has been fun, it's been exciting. Does it feel like everybody this year is beatable? Does it feel like there's there's maybe more to this season than than we saw last last season or in seasons before?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh anybody can win anywhere. The parity in college basketball is is at a, at a all time high. Um and um <clears throat> it, it's truly going to come down to the, the hottest team at the end of the season is what's going to have the chance to win a national championship. That's just the way this this year is going. You know how I many number one teams? I mean, the number one teams in the country get knocked off after a week or two. It's it just parity at an all-time high. You know, teams are going to beat each other up in the uh, in conference play right now. It's just going to be a lot of madness. It's already a lot of madness, and uh, this this NCAA tournament probably probably will be. One of the best ones in
1: the uh, recent times. Do you attribute this to the fact that, you know, some of these schools that that, that people aren't used to hearing about, the Evansvilles, the Stephen F. Austins, the the Woffords, and a team that, you know, even people do hear about a lot more now in in a school like Gonzaga, but I'm going to group them in this because of what's going on, that there are schools where people are staying three years, four years, or getting their education, is, is this creating the parity? Is this, in, in your mind, a big part of it that that there are so many schools that maybe we don't talk about that don't have the one and done? They have the opposite. There's a maturation process. These guys play with each other for three or four years. They know what it's all about. They grow through it, and and they find what they need to find in each person's niche, and then they have success. Is that why some of these teams are winning? Because we're seeing these schools that have dedicated players that stay all the way through you know is, is that a reason why this is happening in your mind
0: yeah definitely that's that's part of the reason uh been another part of the reason to you know to me is that you know basketball is becoming a, a year-round sport you know everything's you know full circle in terms of the year and, and guys are guys are good you know and and, and and you can't get you know we only got a certain many spots at like syracuse and you know kentucky and you know some, some of these guys got to go somewhere and, and, at the, and at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> at, at the end of the day, it, it, it's just, you know, it's just catching up, you know, and, uh, and it, it's just one of those things where ooh, it's going to be a fun year again. <laughs> so, <it's>,
1: uh, <laughs> so Syracuse is not known for being a one and done school. They never have been. And, you know, there, there's players that, you know, there's the Carmelo Anthony's, there's the Chris McCullough's, there's times where it does happen, but it's a rarity. Do you like that? Do you appreciate that, that this is a quote unquote power five school in the ACC that doesn't have the one and done where you're constantly having to create everything all over again and, 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 and all that? I mean, do you like the fact that Syracuse isn't one of those and that typically we do see juniors at Syracuse, seniors at Syracuse? Uh, red shirts that have that extra year under their belt to learn. Do you do you like the fact that Syracuse is on that side of it as opposed to the Kentuckys and the Dukes, where it just kind of shifts every single year?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's to each his own. I, I think some people like that style, and you know, and others don't. You know, uh, you know, more power to everybody that's doing it their way. Uh, first and foremost, but you know what? Like at the end of the day. You know, we lose guys early. I mean, we lost a junior early last year. We lost a sophomore early last year. We graduated, you know, a couple seniors. And that's that's a lot we lost. Um, And so, um, it it, it just, it'll affect you regardless of whichever way it goes, if they leave after their first year or if they leave after their senior year. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to go into it, you know, Next man up mentality. That, you know, and that's my that's my thinking about it. You know, I just gotta. You know what? When somebody leaves, that's opening the door for somebody else. You know, uh, so and that's why a lot of these guys gotta keep getting better. Like they can't look at their situation uh, 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 right now; they gotta look at their situation two years from now, a year from now. You know, uh, and, 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 and 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 with the way college basketball is going, and these guys are leaving, it's just opening up opportunities for other guys.
1: That coming from Alan Griffin, Syracuse Orange assistant coach, as well as a former player on the team. Alan, you spend a lot of time with Jim Boeheim. People have a lot of opinions about Jim Boeheim. They have a lot of opinions about what he says, how he says it, how he approaches the fans, when he wants the fans to get up and care and be supportive, and when he makes statements about it and how people respond to it. What can you say about your coach? What can you say about somebody that you now work under, that you used to play under, What's your overall take of Jim Beheim? Because, again, everybody's got an opinion. You're in the trenches with him all the time. So what's that like? What can you say about your thoughts and your angle on Jim Beheim?
0: His, his approach is always in the best interest of Syracuse, the city. Like, so whatever he says coming from a place of endearment, from his heart about the city, regardless of how he said it or what he said, you know, the one thing that you, you got to, you know, the, the one thing I learned about Coach over the years is, is that the one thing he, he does care about all of us. And, and, you know, you come and you play for him. It's not nothing. Sure, you know, Coach will give you his shirt off his back. So when the statement is made, it's coming from not a malice. It, it's coming from a, a, a place of endearment, like a place of, you know, of of – of of good, not bad, you know, Uh, and and that's all I can say about it. I I don't think that he was, you know, calling the the fans out for, you know, for whatever reason, you know, when I, I, I'll be honest with you, Dan, I just kind of like breezed by what was said and never even approached it. Never even thought about it. You know, that's coach. Coach knows what he's doing. and, and, uh, and, And the thing about it is, is that I don't think it, I know, not that I don't think I know that it's not coming from a place where it's, it's meant to be bad. It's it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's it's meant to be good. I mean, we, we gotta regardless of whatever happens, uh, and you know we can lose every game. You know, uh, uh, the rest of the season. If you're a fan of Syracuse University, you, you need to cheer these boys on. You know? Like, it don't matter. If you're a fan of Syracuse, regardless of what team you may think that this team is or not, you know, these kids out here, they giving us their own And you know what? You got a chance. Like, that's why I love going to work every day. I love it because I know that I got 13 to 14 guys plus walkers on our team plus a staff that's Going to battle every day. And and when you know that you can go to battle every day, the results might not be what you want them to be, but eventually they will be because you're coming to work every day. And and that's what these guys are. And that's what coaches, you know, encouraging. that These guys are playing their tails off. And, and, it, and it will get better. It's not the sky's not falling. So um, I don't think that is coming from a. It was coming from a bad place. Uh, I know, Coach. And, and, and the one thing he does is he loves Syracuse. I tell you a funny story. So me and him is in Vegas. then um, and, and um, we we're driving the car to uh, a game. And and I asked Coach, I said, Coach, when you're done, when you retire, are you going to stay in Syracuse or are you going to go somewhere where the weather is warm and you can golf all day? And and his thing was to me, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Syracuse. I'm I'm staying here. Like Griff, like, this is, he said, I might. you know, go on vacation every once in a while here, yeah, but I love Syracuse. This is my home. This is where, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. And, and and that's when you know, you know, he's a lifer, and, and and that's why I know that what he said didn't come from a not a mean part in his body at all.
1: And you know, for you to to say that, speaking here with Alan Griffin about about that, about you know what he cares about and what it means. To him, and, and and obviously, everybody wants to win. He wants to win. You want to win. Red wants to win. Jerry. I mean, the the entire team. There's not a person on this staff or on that court or on the bench that doesn't want to win. Do you get frustrated when you when you hear people say, you know, the kids aren't trying or the kids don't care? Because I I don't imagine that that would ever be the case that you would all show up to your job to do nothing so I mean what what is your take on that not just with Syracuse but you hear talking heads discuss it all the time that it just looks like you know people aren't putting in effort or they need to do more or it doesn't matter to them I I don't believe that that that's that's a factual statement about Syracuse that that these gentlemen don't care about winning games or that they don't feel the need to go out there and play their best so how do how do you look at that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that's false. Um, but, you know, again, you know, they, they you know, people just, you know, say what they want to say, and, and and that's just what it is. That's the, the world we live in. And, um, you know, the one thing I know that when I walk into the Mellow or uh, into the carry Dome, I know it's 15 guys, that's 15, 18 guys that's going to war every day and put me all into, you know, what they have to do. Uh, So I I can't, we can't kind of listen to the outside world. We just got to pay attention to, you know, the guys that's in that building going to work every day.
1: You, as as a coach of the big men, Pascal Chuku obviously finished up his eligibility. He's not at Syracuse this season. Uh, there's a lot of focus on the you know O'Shea Brissett and, and Tyus Battle and maybe some on Frank Howard as well, but not a lot of focus on the fact that a seven-footer stepped out of the building and has moved on with his life. What can you say life is like without Pascal and, and, and what he brought to the team maybe because people maybe now are starting to... Have some thoughts of oh we miss him and we'd like oh, him to be back. Yeah, yeah that they they finally appreciate him now that he's gone.
0: Yeah, you know what? P uh, P did a great job for us. You know, it was a delight for me to work with him every day for two years. Of, and you know, for the most part, you're seeing a difference. Like you know, well, on what he did. Every day, what he brought to our team uh, was was remarkable, and, and he, you know, spearheaded our zone, you know, and, and he uh, held down the fort, so to speak, uh, inside. Uh, Pascal was great; he was a great kid. Never said boo, he, you know. He said, you know, if you asked him to do something, he'd be like, "All right, coach," you know, he, and uh, you, you get to appreciate that as a coach. But you know, from a from what he brought to our team and, and, and our, especially our defense, um, you you can't you can't make it up. Um, you know, defensively blocking shots, being one of the top shot blockers in the country, to even rebounding, uh, he was a, a handful to, to block out. Yeah, he maybe you know he maybe weighed one hundred and fifty pounds, but he, you know he he was able to be around the rim because of his height and his length. That you know you had to pay attention to him. Um, and then, offensively, from a basketball, you know, from an offense standpoint, you know, we had those those lob situations because anytime he's around the rim, all you gotta do is throw it up. It's probably one of the easiest plays in basketball, um, and, and you kind of miss that presence. His, you know, his his presence is truly missed right now. And we just gotta, you know, figure out to, to how we can make that up. And um, I, I think in spots, Ferramoside Bay has been doing well, and then, you know, you put Marat Dozat, you know, in the center position, who's done, you know, fairly well, and, 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 and Jesse Edwards, you know, who's, been, you know, minor minutes, but uh, he gotta, um, he, he gotta, uh, you know, get better and continue to get better, uh, freshman, talented freshman, so, I mean, we just gotta try to do it by committee as much as we can, and, and see, um, you know, it could be a different guy at a, a game, so we just gotta just kind <clears> of, <throat> keep it going
1: what does that room look like for you uh, of these bigs like you said when when Marek steps into the center position and you know and outside of that you know what when you see what Marek is doing and and then you have Jesse Edwards stepping in as a true freshman you have Barama who's who's obviously uh, back here has been with the team for the last couple seasons and then John Bolzak who we haven't seen yet you know and, and and as he you know gets 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 better, gets well, finds his place. What does the room look like to you? What can you say about the talent? And and maybe a little bit more about John Bolzak because fans don't really know what to expect.
0: You know, I mean, the, 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 you know, time will tell. Uh, these guys, again, you know, these, these guys need, you know, reps and opportunity. And, and, and once those opportunities come, they they are uh, just uh, – uh, get better w- with those opportunities. But, you know, time will tell. That's, that's the one thing I would say. I, I, I don't think that you can just uh, 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 judge them off on, of, you know, this the sample size right now, this sample size. And uh, I'll say about uh, John, uh, John is an enthusiastic player whose best quality is his mind. He can really, really think the game. Uh, he has a physical uh, 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 part to to him uh, and you know and obviously he's just got to continue to get better uh, in, in this game but um, again you know Dan like the future you know will tell uh, and the, the future will hold you know some some good things that happen for that position
1: That coming from Alan Griffin. Alan before I let you go it's the holiday season, Christmas season what do you do, what do you look forward to how do you celebrate, what can you tell me about how you're going to be spending a few days this week
0: you know what? Just relaxing. Uh, we got a couple of days off, so just relaxing. Uh, you know, um, that's it, really. Uh, just trying to take a step back.
1: And when you get a chance to do that, do you feel that, you know, what works for you? You know, when, when you're trying to figure things out on the basketball court, when you're trying to maybe figure things out in your personal life or in life in general, it, does that take a step back work? And, and what does the take a step back, to see kind of what everything's going on. How how does that work for you? Because for everybody, it, it means a different thing. So, what is your step back?
0: My, my step back is totally just one or two days, just not thinking about basketball. Just you know, focusing on f- friends and family, and and just uh, just kind of just take it easy. You know, and I I don't know. Like I just don't try to think about uh i mean it's hard because you know it's my job is what i love so um i can't just totally not think about it but i try to not think about it as much as possible and just and just uh just chill you know and, and enjoy life life is short man
1: yeah, it is, and that coming from alan griffin uh one more time here on wake up call with dan Tortora, alan as always i I appreciate the time. I look forward to what's coming up in the new year for the both of us and and having some fun as we step into this. And obviously a Merry Christmas and a a Happy Holidays to your family and to the people that you care about. But thank you for all the work that you're doing, and thank you for coming back to our community.
0: Uh, No problem. Love it here. This is my spot. This is my town, man. I love it. So it's awesome.
1: So we just need, need 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 more sun and more sand here. I think that's all. But we'll no, be a- no, you know what?
0: We we do perfectly fine with the snow. It builds it builds a lot of character, man.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like it builds character. So I'll talk with you soon, Alan. And and thanks again. All right, no problem. And yeah, take care.